Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Liberty and the Law, the podcast series that examines the critical elements of a strong legal defense in criminal cases. Join respected attorney James Dore for this lively discussion on the rights of criminal defendants and the important role defense attorneys play in our legal system. And you would think that there are certain things that people just would not allow to happen. And yet, here we are. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, one of those situations. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. Uh, pleased to be back with you for another edition of Liberty and the Law, uh, along with our key contributor to the series, Lavelle Law Attorney James Dore. The podcast today will consider what happens when you miss a scheduled court date. Now, with his many years of experience as a criminal defense attorney, James has encountered innumerable situations, and this is certainly one of them. Uh, let's find out what happens and how it happens. We, we've got a good conversation today. So, James, how are you doing today? Nice to talk to you. Hey, I'm doing great, Jim. Uh, it's good to good to be back on the show again. Uh, I think we got a good topic today, and we're going to help a, help a lot of people with uh, a basic question. I think. Yeah. So, you know, if someone has been called to court. It would seem that you know that, that's a pretty important thing to have on the calendar. Uh, yet, it seems as if you know someone missing a scheduled court date is, is something you've encountered in the past. So, more more than more than once. Oh. You know, what happens? Well, we're all human, so the missed court dates happen. I mean, even even lawyers will miss diary court dates and not appear in court at times. So it, it happens to all of us, even the most experienced uh, lawyers it, it happens to. But the problem with, uh, in a criminal scenario, you know, if the lawyer's not in court, it's a, it's a major inconvenience to everybody else, but normally that could be rectified with a phone call or a continued court date, something like that. The only person really has to be in court and will be punished if he's not there, is the defendant in a criminal case. So that's why it's very important, most important for that defendant to be on time at court no matter what. That is, that is <laughs> the, one of the, most, you know, the basic things that's required right there is to appear in court. Okay. And it's funny because you mentioned you know, the, uh, the, the relationship between the attorney and, and the defendant in these cases. Do you see this happening at times when people assume that whatever they have, the charge is minor, they can take care of it, and they just plan on showing up themselves without requiring an attorney? Uh, some yeah, people, and that's usually with the, the self-help is uh, can leads to you know leads to predictable results, I think. But um, yeah, it's uh, I think it may, it's definitely worse uh, where you can make it, it, it. Let's put it this way: it'd be a lot easier yeah. with the lawyer involved to uh, smooth <laughs> over things that happen like this. Yeah. So let, tell me about what happens then. You know, how, how does the court react when when a defendant fails to appear before them at the scheduled day and time? Oh, bad things happen. Bad things happen in court <laughs> when you don't show up. It's just as simple as it gets. Uh, one of the most common questions I get, or the first initial contact I get with a client, is that panicky phone call. Yeah, I missed court today. What do I do? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So really, you know, it comes down to what they're charged with what county this is in, and if they've ever missed court before. Okay. Um, okay. So, seriousness of charges. If you have a, a very minor traffic offense, um, 
you know, at the, at, which you could expect if a warrant is not issued, with at the very least a conviction would enter while you're not in court, and you would be expected to pay fines. Um, and if you don't pay those fines, they can suspend your license. The, the, the clerk's office will notify the Secretary of State's office, and they'll go ahead and suspend your license. So that's a bad thing that can happen even on a very minor thing, very minor mm-hmm. charge. Somebody could lose mm-hmm. the ability to drive and be severely inconvenienced for work, whatnot, for the time it takes to straighten that out. So sure. just on, a, on, a, on, a, on the minor end, you know, somebody can expect that. On the, okay. let's say it's, a, it's a, um, a felony case and you've been allowed to post bond and then you miss court, you may very well end up sitting in custody until your case is completed because you're deemed to be a flight risk and not responsible and don't make your court dates. Um, at the very least, the judge is looking at when setting bond, it, it, what amount is necessary to, keep, to make sure that this defendant appears on all his court dates? All right, because mm-hmm. if you don't appear, you could forfeit that amount to the to the um, to the court. So the, one of the main you know, purposes of bail is to make sure the defendant appears in court. Um, right. Again, not appearing in court leads to bad things. Uh, your bond would be revoked. Um, you would be placed into custody, and until a judge decides to let you out, or until your case is done. And, and placed in custody, though, they, at that point, they still have to find you. Is that right? I mean, you, you don't show up. Uh, they don't know where you are. Do they, do they issue a warrant of some sort at that point? Oh, uh, see, in that case, the um, judge would issue a bench warrant, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the bench warrant would have the amount of, of bond that would be uh, required to be posted. Let's say if you get picked up by the local police department, you may be mm-hmm. able to post bond there and get released with a signed court date, Okay. Um, typically, on a misdemeanor arrest, let's say you posted bond initially, uh, your rate, you know, say you posted $100, or you're released on a an I bond on your signature. Um, if you miss court, then the judge can decide, okay, I'm going to make the bond amount 5,000, 10% to apply. So if you're picked up on a warrant, you'd have to post 500 cash, and then you would be assigned your next court date. So sometimes it can work out like that. Um, again, they got to find you. They got to serve the warrant. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. is a bench warrant, and most, you know, depending on the the, um, the class of the offense, uh, that'll dictate the terms, uh, the area in which that warrant will be served. If it's, you know, in the county, in the state, you know, outside the state, um, generally more serious the charges, uh, the longer reach for that warrant. Now, when that happens, it, whether it's a, a warrant or a um, uh, a fine of some sort, whatever the court renders while you're not there. Uh, ultimately, will you get a notification of some sort telling you that this has happened, or is it just entered into the court system and and you really don't know if you've, uh, you know, if you you're not looking for it, do you somehow get a notification of the outcome? Right. On the on the friendly end for the courts, they'll send you a notice of failure to appear. They'll notify you that your bond has been revoked or subject to be revoked. And they'll notify you of a future court date. Um, by, a, a warrant may or may not be issued in that case. Okay. Um, in other cases, the only warrant, the only notice you will receive is that the fact there's a warrant out. So you'll be stopped for a minor traffic offense and find <laughs> out, uh-oh, I missed court, and this officer has no choice but to take me into custody. That's, you know, that's one of the bad ways you find out. Or they come to your place of work to serve a warrant. That also happens. Mm-hmm. So um, the notification is tricky. It, it 
in a lot of the courts, the way they look at it is you've been notified of your original court date. It's up to you to keep track of your court dates from there on out. They're not going to hold your hand and make sure you make it to all your appearances. So the notice really comes down to, you know, what level of offense they're talking about and, and, you know, whether there's a warrant out or or whatnot for the arrest. And you mentioned it could, uh, the process and outcomes could vary based on jurisdiction. Uh, I know you've worked in different counties in the area and the city. Uh, um, Is there a lot of differences in terms of how these would be handled from one to the other? Well, it seems like there's little differences among all the counties. Um, mm-hmm. But let's say, uh, for uh, for instance, I'm, I'm closest courthouse for me right in Palatine is the Rolling Meadows Courthouse. Um, on a on a traffic case or a misdemeanor case, if you've missed court, you can motion the case up into an emergency motion room, and that day you'll see a judge will decide whether or not to quash the warrant or execute the warrant. Now, if he decides to quash it, that's fine. You'll get a future court date, and you'll walk out the front door of the building. If he doesn't, right, doesn't quash that warrant, they can take you into custody right then and there, and you'll either be, you know, posting out at that courthouse or at the at the county jail. So my advice is always have the amount of bond you need to post on you, that amount of cash, so you mm-hmm. can bond out if you have to, if we can't get that warrant quashed. We're uh, we're talking with James Dory. Uh, he's been practicing law as a criminal defense attorney for over 20 years and has a great deal of experience. He's been recognized by uh, a number of different professional organizations for his accomplishments and visits with me each month here on Liberty and the Law. We we cover a a range of topics related to the judicial system. And those past conversations are all archived on Blog Talk Radio and can be found at lavellelaw.com. We've got a nice collection going so far, and I'm looking forward to continued conversations uh, to build that library up even further. Now, now, James, it, it, you said we're all human. If someone genu- genuinely forgets about their court date or, or really had some other valid excuse, what is the first step they should immediately take to try and rectify the situation? Uh, contact the courthouse. Find out if a warrant's mm-hmm. been issued. Um, all right. Assuming It's assuming if they, they're not one of my clients. My client would be calling me, <laughs> talking to me. I'd be handling this. You know, I'd be contacting the clerk and find out what's going on. But Um, What they need to do firsthand, find out if there's a warrant out for the arrest or not, okay? Sometimes cases do get continued. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Sometimes, you know, only the warrant or only the amount posted will be forfeited, but there won't be an active warrant out. You'll receive notice of a forfeiture date that you need to attend. So, um, again, it really comes down to, to, to the details. Yeah, yeah. Now, is there, is there a, a further penalty of some sort? Maybe penalty is not the right word here, but if you miss that first court date and you go through whatever motions you need to uh, to, to correct that, you get a new court date. When you do show up then for that rescheduled court date, is there any bearing on their case? Is it um, you know are, are you handled any differently, or do you risk any more because of that first uh, uh, missed opportunity? Well, you do you do start your case off, you know, kind of behind the eight ball. You've already established uh-huh. for the judge that you don't follow the rules and you don't make your court dates. You know, that that's an impression the judge will have that can be overcome over time. But initially, you're starting off a little bit in the hole with that, with your your reputation and what the judge's opinion of the defendant is. Is this person, you know, he's possibly thinking this person doesn't respect the system, doesn't respect my authority, doesn't show up mm-hmm. to court when required. So. 
I mean, to create a good impression, I mean, you always want to be on time, make your court dates, dressed appropriately, polite to all personnel in the courthouse, polite to the judge, and that's how you you put yourself in a, in a position to where you can have your case decided on the merits of the case, not decided on, based on other factors such as this person was late, this person is respectful, this person looks like a slob in my courtroom, okay? Mm-hmm. All these things, because you know, it is human nature too, you know, so you'd be sure. better off doing this to put you in the best light possible so then we can concentrate on what's really important here, and that's the case in chief. Well, well let's try and prevent the problem from happening in the first place, and I, I'll, I'll grant that, you know, any legal notification can be a bit confusing if you're not used to reading them and seeing them, and there uh, are a number of courts in the area. Um, so even if you get the building right, then you got to find the, the proper room, and you got to be there on time and get through, you know, the, the entryway and everything else. So if if you are, in fact, scheduled for a court date, how do you go about making sure you do the right things and you show up in the right place? Uh, be early, because that's the only time to really make sure you're on time always, is to be early at places. Um, that accounts for traffic, flat tires, whatever can possibly happen. Um, but it's also a good idea to research a little bit about the courthouse you're going to. Uh, many locations you'll be able to find uh, uh, room assignments online. You can even fa- sometimes find uh, maps of the building. Um, and if you're really nervous, I- I'd suggest go a-, a few days before court. Find your courtroom yourself. Walk in, find it. Um, you can go to the clerk's office, double-check that your name is in the system and that you have an assigned court date and time that matches what the notice that you received, You know, either a ticket or a complaint, whatever. So you just want to verify the details. I commonly verify the details in, in the, um, after my client's been arrested to make sure that I'm appearing on the, the, the proper first court date. So I think it's important uh-huh. to verify that information. Um, and again, you know, do, do the research you need to be on time and where you're supposed to be. And, and things are simplified if you walk in there with an attorney who, who knows what they're doing it, rather than trying to figure this out on your own. Um, seems like the odds are much more in your favor if you if you go into someone like yourself who's been there before. Oh, and we take some of the pressure off the client. You know, we we can worry about some of the details. You know, send me the paperwork. You know, my office will verify your court date, location, and 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 let the let the attorney do some of the heavy lifting. You know, let the attorney worry about that stuff. Um, just just be be where you're supposed to be and follow your attorney's instructions. And you know, that's it. It goes a long way to to smoothly. Uh, uh, working a case through the system as opposed to creating, you know, roadblocks and, and stumbling blocks for, for somebody uh, just by, sim- you know, missing up the simple things. Yeah. Well, uh, someone with a great deal of experience is my guest today, James Dore. He's uh, taken time out of his schedule again uh, to be part of Liberty and the Law. Each month uh, we take a little time to enjoy a discussion like this on the criminal defense system. So, my thanks to James for being here today and, and to all of you for listening as well. We'll uh, let uh, him get back to his routine, and I'll just ask that uh, all of you stay with us and possibly swing by LavelleLaw.com past episodes, and you'll get uh, information about a lot of the different topics we talk about uh, through articles, videos, and other means there at LavelleLaw.com. Thanks for much, so much for being with us.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.